Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I want to tell you a little bit about the Peace Lutheran staff. One weekly ritual that we share together is staff meeting. So if you drop by on a Tuesday at 9.30 in the morning, you will find us over that way in the Shalom room or meeting in the C&E classrooms. Of course, we talk about what's on the calendar and we go around the table to hear what each of us is working on and how we can collaborate and keep each other up on what's happening. We also want to make sure we have enough people to do whatever we're trying to do. But before we get down to business, we take time to study the upcoming scriptures. It helps us preachers just do some basic Bible study. It helps Bob and Jackie as they plan the hymns and the songs for worship so that they get an idea of what the text is about and maybe where the preacher might be going. And even though we work at a church, it's always a great idea to get in a little Bible study whenever you can. Well, a few weeks ago, when we read this Psalm 13 together, the discussion was so rich. As we looked at the psalm, we raised the questions about enemies. As we just heard the psalmist is asking, how long, O Lord, are you going to forget me forever? How long are you going to hide your face from me? Must I bear this pain in my soul and have the sorrow all day long? And how long shall my enemies be exalted over me? When we talked about these enemies, they weren't just theoretical or theological. As the staff thought about enemies, a list of enemies came forward. One by one, enemies were listed. And enemies aren't just part of the past. Current day enemies got named. Don't worry, staff. I'm not telling who said what, but. One of our staff members said that as a nation, of course, we have enemies. Specifically named was ISIS, an enemy bringing terror to so many. But next, someone lifted up the battle to maintain a healthy weight. Another enemy that was named was disease. We have one person dealing with diabetes, another a disability, and still another chronic pain. A grudge against a person that just won't go away was also lifted up. The enemy of infertility that persisted for years until finally a baby was conceived got mentioned too. And it was here that our conversation turned. Because some of, some of those enemies have been relieved, but some of those enemies still cause pain and sorrow. And the depth of that pain is deep. Because that pain is real. It got me thinking about some of the most painful times in my life. And for me, I trace that back to the October of 2001. 
with the events of 9-11 still shaking what felt like the entire world, my grandpa became deathly ill. My grandpa was a big, tall German man. My first cousins got his height, but both of them are over six feet tall. But my brother and I weren't quite so lucky. My grandpa was indeed a lover of people, and I think I got a little bit of that. The thing is, when I was only 12 years old, Grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Grandma was able to keep him at home for six years after the diagnosis. And even as his memory was fading, he still had his personality. When he was in the nursing home, when you would walk into the memory care unit there, there were two recliners. You would always find him sitting there, because when people came onto the unit, he would stick out his hand and heartily say, Hi, I'm Carl Warnicky. What's your name? After they responded, Grandpa would come back with, Well, sit down a while. Let's talk. He loved to tell stories, the stories of his life. He was such a jolly man that you never knew when he was going to break into song. I was fortunate to grow up in Columbus, Ohio, where they lived. I ended up going to college at the largest ELCA church college, Capital University, and it was only a mile to their house, and the nursing home was on the way to their house. My favorite time to visit Grandpa was at 9 o'clock at night after my late class got over, because everybody else would be asleep, and I would have some one-on-one -on -one time with Grandpa. Over the last years of his life, he was in and out of the hospital with pneumonia. Each time he would get out, but he was never quite as healthy as when he went in. In the end, the nurses said it was probably lung cancer that took his life. Well, during this time, I'm doing the college thing. I've got class. I'm visiting Grandpa as much as I can. I have my part-time job. I was interning because my undergraduate degree is social work, and so I was working at a different nursing home, and life got crazy. It was then that the enemy of Alzheimer's felt like it was winning the day. When I would get stressed out and anxious in those days, I would end up locking my keys in my car in the days before the key fob in the purse. So the week that the family was keeping vigil as we were waiting for Grandpa to die. I locked my keys in my car three times. Thankfully, my parents had me on the family AAA policy because I needed them on speed dial that week. The thing was, at one time that week, and I can't tell you why, but I had to stop by the church. And when I got there, my Sunday school teacher from years ago and great family friend just happened to be there too. When I walked in the door, she took one look at me and said, come here. She threw her arms around me and said, let's talk. In that moment, I felt the presence of God in her. She gave me the space to name the enemy. But she also brought back the promises that were mine. In our time together, I was feeling the words of the psalmist. 
as the psalmist writes, but I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. These words, they are a reminder that the pain is real, but that the Lord is realer. And yes, my grandpa died, but salvation has the last word. Into my painful life, the spirit of the Lord walked. And the reality that through everything God is there, it came crashing into me. You see, I was feeling like everything was up to me, like I had to carry it all. But that day when I fell into her arms, I fell into the Lord's arms. You see, in life, we have people who come and who surround us in the crisis, in the pain. These people are the bearer of God's love and compassion. The people who walk with us in the pain are the physical manifestations of the love of God for us. As I look around, I know each of you can name an enemy. As as the peace staff pointed out, our enemies have many names. But whatever your enemy... Know that you do not walk this path alone. When it hurts, God is there. Because God is faithful and will never leave you alone.